Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Hello, and it's your host, Dr. Bayer here, host of the Lunch and Learn, and I am excited to be bringing you episode 550 here on the podcast, and it's also going to be the final episode of 2017, right? I'm going to hopefully go out with a bang and get ready to bring in 2018 with a monster year. It's been an exciting time for those who have been, you know, with me since episode one. We started this thing off in June uh, 2017 and 50 episodes later, we are still here, still giving the empowerment and the knowledge that you guys need to help get you over the hump and to help make all these really tough medical topics and complex issues seem fairly easy for you to uh, grasp and be able to you know educate yourselves on right so definitely excited about that like always if you want to show notes head over to drpierresblog.com forward slash llp050 drpierresblog.com again forward slash llp050 So get ready to listen to another amazing episode and get ready to empower yourself on 2018 to help get you over the hump of whatever is that roadblock in your way to becoming a better and healthier you. Before we get into the nitty gritty, I don't want anyone to get discouraged by the title of the podcast, right? So this isn't one where we're going to be bad mouthing and calling you a failure and saying that you're a queer. We're not going to do none of that, right? We're just going to talk about some issues that I find common in a lot of patients that I'm taking care of, of why they can't hit the health goal that they're looking for. I think first and foremost, right, you have to kind of start out with yourself. As a physician, we don't do enough self-reflection. We're amazing at being able to say, hey, patient A, you need to do this, this, and that, right? We're, we're great at giving directions of what our patients need to do, but a lot of times we don't follow it ourselves, right? We're, uh, we're sometimes noted as our worst patients, right? Like for those who take care of other physicians, and I've, I take care of physicians in the hospital now, but like I've taken care of them in an outpatient setting, they are usually the worst, right? Because tend, they, they tend to know a lot about medicine, right? So they tend not to follow it, right? For whatever reason, the more you know about medicine, the less you actually follow the direction of medicine, right? So that's going to happen, right? That happens to the physician. So you know it's going to happen to someone who's not in the health career field, right? And who doesn't really understand all of the ramifications that come with not taking their medications, you know, not sticking to their game plan, not sticking to their diet. Okay, right? So we're going to start off saying, you know, what did I fail, right? Like, how did I fail to get healthier in 2017? And what am I going to do about it for 2018, right? Because that's the most important thing. Because I think a lot of us, we acknowledge our faults or we acknowledge what we're not doing right. But we tend not to acknowledge how we're going to, you know, correct that mistake, right? Like, we tend to say, yeah, I did that and just kind of keep it there. And I, I know, you know, almost firsthand, as you know, right now during depending on when you're listening to this, I'm in interview season for our residency program. 
And a lot of times we'll ask, you know, plain questions like, well, hey, um, did you do a site visit here? Or how come you, you know, you didn't do well on this test versus the other? And it's a great question, right? Because there really isn't any wrong answer. A lot of times we're just looking for some type of, you know, you know, introspective, you know, thought process behind it. You know, we want to know why you failed how you feel, then what are you going to do to like make sure it doesn't happen, right? And for a lot of, you know, a lot of the people we've been interviewing, it's funny, like you give them that type of question and yeah, they say, yeah, I failed. I'm not sure why, but they don't really get any lesson from the failure and they just kind of go back and, you know, doing what they were doing beforehand and wonder why they failed another test or wonder why they didn't do well on another rotation, right? So this is happens everywhere. Today, we're going to be talking about what's happening in regards to you being healthy. So in 2017, you know, I started out with a couple of pledges, right? Again, I don't usually don't do the New Year's resolution. But in 2017, I started out saying, you know what, I do want to become a healthier me, a healthier version of me, because I want to be able to show that light of example to my patients. And it was something that had always been difficult, right? Because I grew up, I grew up overweight. I've always been overweight. I've been husky as long as I can remember, right? So I grew up overweight, right? And I'm Haitian. So for those who may be unfamiliar with the Haitian diet, right? Our diet consists of rice and a pretty good sized portion of rice almost four to five times a week. Four to five times out the week, we were eating rice in my household, right? So carbs after carbs after carbs, right? And for a lot of us, the rice was like the main dish. So if you didn't have rice, even now, and I'm, I'm trying to break it, even now, if I don't have like rice on my plate or rice somewhere near it, I don't even consider myself mentally full. Like it just happens regardless of what I eat. I could eat, I could eat a, like a big T-bone steak and still like, well, you know, I didn't have any rice, so I'm not really that full. Like it's, it's just this weird mindset thing uh, that occurred, right? So I said, you know what, going into 2017, I want to get healthier. I want to lose some weight. I want to exercise more. Because I had been talking about it, you know, this is, again, I've been talking about it since I was in medical school, right? I had been talking about it, but I really hadn't been doing it. So I, you know, put, you know, the, the pedal to the metal. And I first started out with just kind of going to the gym, right? I was just going once a week. Going once a week, getting used to going and getting used to kind of being there, you know, for 30 minutes to an hour, you know, working out, coming home tired and kind of starting that process. And I... I realize, and for those who you know work out a lot, or those who work out in general, understand that. Yeah, usually like that first five to ten minutes, you you don't really feel up to the workout. But once those endorphins and that adrenaline kick in, you're like, oh man, I'm ready to go. Like it's it's definitely a feeling that, a uh, feeling of euphoria that you get when you're working out. That either usually don't get after you're working out for about five to ten minutes. And for a lot of us, we don't even get to the point where we hit the five to ten minute mark to start even feeling that sensation because we don't like go to work out at all. So I made the point, I said, you know what, I'm gonna start working out at least once a month, right? At least I'm not sorry, at least once a week. And it started that way and it started becoming two times a week, right? Then it started coming almost three times a week. And I think the biggest, the biggest helper of you know me working out was the and the biggest helper of me working out was actually my apple watch because it kept track of all the exercises i was doing and how much workouts i did 
It kept tracked on a day-to-day basis. It kept tracked on a monthly basis. So it was a very nice and convenient tool that I use. And again, you don't necessarily need to get an Apple Watch. But for those who may be thinking, yeah, I want to start working out, but like I want to, you know, making sure I'm keeping track of what I'm doing, how well I'm doing it. You know, I, I, I would definitely implore you to please invest in some type of watch device, Fitbit, something that's a wearable device that'll keep you up and keep you moving. So we, we made that trek, right? So we say, you know what, I'm going to start working out more. Right? And I knew I had to start working out more because I knew I wasn't going to lose no weight if I did not. I knew if I didn't work out, I wasn't going to lose some weight, right? So my goal was I needed to lose weight. And it wasn't even a selfish goal. The real goal of mine, I guess maybe it was, right? The real goal of me wanting to work out and lose weight was so I could tell my patients to lose weight. That was like my always my big you know, motivator, right? Like I want to be able to tell my patients. I want to be able to look my patients in the eye without any reserve and say you need to lose weight because don't get it twisted again i tell you physicians do a lot of things that they don't necessarily follow i know physicians who smoke i know physicians who you know drink a lot of excess alcohol but they have no problem turning around and telling that patient stop drinking stop smoking right where uh we're a weird bunch in that sense so here I was, I was this physician, I was doing outpatient medicine, and I was always telling my diabetic patients, my hypertensive patients, you need to lose some weight. And with a straight face, and they're looking at me like, um, yeah, doc, if I need to lose some weight, what about you? And of course, I had been seeing my, you know, because I, I get regular checkups, so from a, on paper, I'm great. On paper, my labs are great, cholesterol is great, I'm not a diabetic, I'm not hypertensive, but I was still overweight, right? I was still overweight, still, you know, needed to kind of make that extra push. And that was one of the big reasons why I went into, you know, the working out more and trying to make that direction. Uh, because I knew on paper I looked great, but physically I still needed to lose the weight. Why? Because I needed to be able to look my patients in the eye and tell them, hey, you need to lose some weight. And I think 2017 was a great year for it because I've gotten so I've gotten so acclimated to actually losing weight but important thing when it comes to losing weight and my my gym folks will tell you it's all about the diet so i hadn't made the necessary changes on my diet to really come you know i guess add in the benefit that i was getting from the working out so a lot of times it would almost like kind of cancel out where i'd work out very well and then sometime throughout the week i'd eat bad so that's something that when I look back at 2017 as we're ending this year and I say, yeah, you know what? If I could have went back, I would have coupled working out a lot with actually eating well. And for some some of my patients, I would I always used to recommend them focusing on the eating well first because I said there's no point for you to be working out for an hour, hour and a half and then you're just going to drink like a huge fruit smoothie with nothing but carbs afterwards, right? Like you, we have to like think a little bit smarter in that regards, right? And I can tell you, I was per, I'm was i personally guilty of not doing that. So, but trust me, in 2018, that's going to happen. In fact, it's happening as we speak. I'm making the mental shift. I'm not one of those ones who say, oh, I got to wait till the new year to make the mental shift. I'm making it now. So I was, I was excited about that. And as well as on, also on the health tip, it's important for you know me to tell my patients, yeah, you need to take care of yourself. But I know a lot of health professionals that don't put that same focus on their family members, that don't put that same focus on their friends, uh, 
So I always made it a point of emphasis to make sure my friends, especially ones in my age, I'm 34, I'm 35 now, those who are in my age and who tend to be in that invincible range where they haven't seen a doctor in years and they don't feel bad, so they're not going to go see a doctor. I made it a point to like start encouraging them to, hey, go get checked out as well. Because it's not just, it's not important for me to tell my elderly patients, take care of your medications and do this. It's, it's just as important as making sure I'm getting those those patients when they're young and, you know, they don't have to take any medications to do the lifestyle changes that they need to make. So they, do, they don't end up 50 and 60 and on four or five different medications to treat four or five different disorders in that regard, right? So that, those were those were a couple of things in 2017 uh, when I look back and say, well, what did I do? And like, how did I get here, right? Like, how did I fail to get any healthier? I would say number one is the diet, right? The diet wasn't where it needed to be. And for, for lots of reasons, and we're actually going to talk about some of the reasons, especially some of uh, you guys tend not to do well uh, when it comes to making healthier choices and making those choices to like better yourself, right? So we'll, we'll definitely get into that uh, later on to the show that we talked about. So, you know, exercising was okay. Um, we're going to definitely do a little bit more exercise. We're going to make it more consistent. In that regards, uh, diet for sure needs is that's our number one target. We're changing the diet. We have to change the diet, right? Uh, but most importantly, most importantly, is you know getting your friends and family members right, like getting them involved, getting them, empowering them like we do with the podcast, right? Empowering them with their own health so that they feel that they're in control. I've talked about this on previous episodes, especially for my men. If the man does not feel like it was his idea to go to the doctor and get checked out, they will usually be much more reluctant to even go, right? And for the most part, when I would see a male patient in my office, private practice, they would either be coming for, you know, some sexual uh, dysfunction pill, a.k.a. Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, or they'll be coming because a family member is waiting out in the lobby saying, no, 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 you're going to see the doctor like right now and you better not tell him you don't have anything wrong with you or I'm going in there with you. Right. That was usually the push and pull that it takes to get my men. Right. So I know if it if it's that stubborn when they get older, if I don't start talking to them when they're younger, they're never going to get to the doctor. Right. And. I've had, unfortunately, I've had patients walk into my office and they leave with three or four different diagnoses, right? They're, they had no medical problems, quote unquote, and all of a sudden now you have high blood pressure, you have high cholesterol, you're a diabetic, you have osteoarthritis, you have all of these problems here because you've never seen a doctor when you could have curtailed a lot of it. So we want to make sure that we're stressing the importance of that. You know, making sure again you tell your family members, right? And that's what I'm going to do in 2018, right? I'm going to get more and more of my family members interested in their health care and making sure that they're uh, doing what, what they need to do, right? And making sure that they are doing what they need to do to live a better and healthier uh, lifestyle. So let's let's start. Now we're going to focus on you guys, right? We're going to focus on the listener. We're going to fo- talk about, like, why... Did I fail to get healthier, right? Like, what is it about me? Like, what happened uh, that made it so that 2017 was a bust for my New Year's resolution? Like, you know, I was good for like a month and it, I stopped being good. 
And, you know, here we are in December, right? Because what tends to happen, especially around New Year's time, you tend to get a lot of recycling of the New Year's resolutions, right? The same person who said they wanted to lose weight uh, last year still saying they want to lose weight, right? The same person that said they want to stop smoking is still smoking, right? The same person that said they want to stop drinking alcohol is still drinking alcohol. Like, that's what tends to occur in, in that regards. So, first and foremost, right, and... You know, take some time, you know, write it down, because I think this is important, right? If you're listening to it in the car, you know, I'll have the show notes on uh, the website, so you'll be able to get it from there. Number one, right? Some of you have very unrealistic goals, right? And And I hate to say it that way, because I don't want to you know, shoot the dream of anyone. Uh, but some of you have very unrealistic goals, right? Let's talk about my my smokers, right? I have smokers who've been smoking for 10, 20, 30 years. And they think overnight they're going to be able to quit smoking cigarettes. Like, no, no, no. Like, don't do that. Like, no, that's that's not a winning recipe, right? You're setting yourself up for failure. And once you set yourself up for failure, it's more easier to go back to that vice that wasn't uh, doing well by you in the first place because you're like, hey, well, I tried to go over here and it didn't work, right? So number one, right, setting unrealistic goals. If you want to lose weight, like have a realistic goal of how much weight you should lose. If you want to quit smoking, have a realistic date, have a realistic plan of how you're going to quit smoking. If you want to stop drinking alcohol, again, have that plan, have that support because that, that's what uh, and that leads essentially to number two, the lack of support in your goal to become healthier usually is not there. And for several reasons, right? It could be the fact that you never asked for it. I got some of my prideful folks listening to the podcast understanding that your pride can and will kill you if you let it. Right. So you have a lot of people who are suffering from a lot of health related issues and still never seek help, right? So they don't have the support system there. And even if they have friends and family there, no one even knows about their problem because they keep it all to themselves. So, you know, setting uh, unrealistic goal number one and number two, the lack of support is what I feel causes a lot of you guys not to do well when we discuss, you know, what happened in 2017. How come I didn't lose the weight? How come I didn't break uh, the habit I needed to break? Number three, unrealistic expectations. Again, we kind of alluded to this in the first one, right? So number one is unrealistic goals. Number two is the lack of support. Number three is unrealistic expectations. In this day and age, with social media being, you know, as prevalent as it is, and you being able to see, you know, people who lose a lot of weight, people who quit smoking in a day, people who quit drinking in two days, you're able to like physically see that. A lot of times you want to internalize that and say, oh, I could do that too. So, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely talking right now to my, my cigarette smokers, right? If you've been smoking for like 60 years, 50 years, 40 years, what do you think the likelihood of you being able to just throw that cigarette away is, right? I can tell you it's going to be low. I can tell you there's not any medication that's going to be able to sustain you not drinking, not smoking cigarette, you know, not lose. Like, it is, there isn't too many medications out there that can stop that cold turkey, right? And for the most part, you don't want to stop in cold turkey because a lot of people don't feel well when they're getting off of the process of, you know, 
the alcohol, when they're getting off of the process of cigarette smoke, when they're trying to get rid of some of their medications, right? A lot of people don't feel as well as they should because of that sensation. So, number one, we said unrealistic goals. Number two, the lack of support. Number three, unrealistic expectations. And number four, I think this is the big one, right? And we've talked about this. We've alluded to this multiple podcast episodes, right? But your mindset is not ready for the change you want. And I want you to like think about that. Your mindset is not ready for the change you want. And what does that mean, Dr. Barry? Like, what do you mean my mindset is not ready? There are a lot of you, let's again, let's talk about me, right? Early, early January 2017, right? I said I wanted to lose weight. And that sounds amazing, right? That sounds great, Dr. Barry. But are you actually mentally ready to lose weight? And I mentally was not ready to lose weight. Why? I was comfortable, you know, being overweight. So I was not, uh, I was, I was still in the comfort zone of being overweight. And yes, I was working out a little bit more, but I really wasn't changing my diet. So I was almost working out for not, right? So a lot of you, the mindset is not there to be great yet. Not saying that it can't get there, but when your mindset is not there to Make sure that you're going to get over the hump you need to get to. You know, you're never going to succeed. And as well as the shift that you need in your mindset, you also need to understand that it's going to be some bumps. It's going to be some bruises. And if you're not mentally prepared when they come, I didn't say if. And I'm talking to my patients who want to get off their medications, who want to start jogging, who want to start running, who want to be much more healthier, be a healthier you. If you're mentally not ready to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to work out every morning, if you're not mentally ready to put that cigarette down and instead of your normal routine of going to smoke a cigarette after you watch your favorite TV show, replacing that with, well, my favorite TV show is here, let me do something else, right? Like It takes a huge leap of faith to go in that direction. Definitely understanding if your mindset is not there, you will not succeed. And number five, and this is, you know, last but not least, and again, it probably is actually more. Number five is your behavior isn't there. Your behavior doesn't match your actions. You know, you talk a lot. Your words are screaming across the bow, right? But your behavior and your actions don't match. And if your behavior does not match your actions, if your behavior does not match your mindset, if your behavior does not help you obtain the goal, you will fail. And for a lot of you and a lot of my patients who are listening, the reason why you're not getting to where you need to get to is because you keep the same old behavioral traits that are causing you to fail. I kept the same trait of wanting to eat rice, so I failed, right? And it's important that I had to acknowledge what is the behavior I need to change to make sure that this goal is is successful is I understood that I need to eat less carbs. In particular, I need to eat less rice. And that's tough, y'all. Again, I grew up four or five times eating rice throughout the week, right? So we ate it a lot. I had to come to the realization, especially in 2017, that if I want to get to where I need to get to, I'm going to have to eat less rice, right? Like, 
rice can't come with me in 2018, right? Like, I got to leave rice in 2017, right? Not all of it, not all the time, but I got to leave eating that rice four or five times out the week if I want to become the person I want to become and the person I need to become uh, for the patient, the person I need to become uh, for my friends and family, the person I need to become for myself, right? If, if I'm not ready to change my behavior to make the mindset shift work, I don't need to set that goal. And that's what I want you to do, right? I want you to go into 2018 thinking, I'm ready to change my behavior to match the goal because my mindset is there. And I want to attack 2018. Because if you're not ready to do that, right? Like if you know out of these five pillars, right, something's missing, I almost want you to hold off. Like hold off to February, right? We may not all need to start at January. I I know what's going to happen. The folks in the gym, they're already gearing up to say, oh, look at all these people with these New Year's resolutions, right? They do it. And what's worse, and and I'm on social media, right? So I see it all the time, right? I see all the time. Uh, this shaming and well, and I'm biased, right? Because I see I see the fat shaming like from a mile away, right? Like I see the bias of from February to November. We'll say from February to November, right? They have no problem with us being in a gym, but come December, January, we got to hear about it. Come December, January, like oh man, I can't get a machine. Everyone's here on the New Year's resolution. Well, what do you want them to do? Right, you want them to lose weight, right? Because if they don't lose the weight, you're gonna make fun of them for not losing the weight. If they don't work out consistently, you're gonna make fun of them for not working out consistently. So if they're doing it, you know, you know that's that's the bias that our gym folks have, right? So we're not gonna pay our gym folks no mind. We don't care about our gym folks. 2018, you know, listeners of the lunch my lunch and learn community, right? We don't care about none of that, right? We want we just care about making sure that our pillars are great to help us become a healthier us, right? So we want to make sure we're going to we're going to set amazing goals, right? We're going to have a realistic expectation to get that goal, whether it be time and place. We got the support there, right? We're going to if we don't have the support directly around us, we're going to get support and we're going to help change our mindset, right? Because we know if we don't start off changing our mindset, our behaviors will not match. So quick recap. Number one, number one, you have unrealistic goals. Number two, you don't have any support or the support you have ain't good and you got to get rid of them. Number three, unrealistic expectations, right? Unrealistic expectations. A lot of you want to get to, you know, the promised land of getting healthier, getting off your medications, putting down the booze, putting down cigarettes, losing weight. A lot of you want to get to that point, but, you know, you're not really ready for it yet. And the last and but not least, right, your behavior, right? Making sure that my behavior will match my mindset. Because if my behavior matches my mindset, then I can set the goal to get to where I need to get to. But if my behavior does not help match my mindset, no one's going to be there to support me. If my behavior does not match my goal, no one's going to be there to make sure my expectations, you know, aren't out the wazoo, right? So again, behavior, behavior, behavior. I said I said it last because that's where the action comes in, right? Because, you know, we've already went through the steps right now. It's action. Now I want you to take this. You got the five steps. I want you to like look into 2018, see which one of these steps you need to shore up to make sure that 2018 is going to be absolutely amazing and beautiful for you. 
So again, that's my time. Thank you guys for another great episode here on the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry, episode 50, the last of the 2017 year. You guys have an amazing time and be blessed. Hey, Dr. Barry here. You have just listened to another great episode of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. I hope you're excited and hope you learned something from today's episode. I hope you learned from all of the episodes uh, that you get a chance to listen to. Before you leave, if you not have already done so, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I am everywhere where you like to listen to podcasts at, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, wherever you like listening to podcasts, the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry is there. Also, go ahead and follow me on my social media outlets. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, as well as Twitter, all at Lunch Learn Pod, where you can get any videos, any pictures I may post, any messages or writing. So please follow me on there. Right after you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and right before you leave me a five star review on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Radio or wherever you can actually leave me a review. I'm much appreciative of all of you guys' support. And like I said earlier in the show, I will see you next week.